This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, welcome everyone. Continue in. Daf HaShavua. Tonight we're learning Masech Chagiga, Daf Tezayin Amar Aleph. Okay. Says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom on Tezbav Amar Beis, of all the four who are who are Nechnas Lepardes, Ben Zoyma, and Ben Azai, and Acher. The Gemara said the results were Ben Azai died, Ben Zoyma became disturbed, and Acher became, uh, was Katzatz Ben Atiyais. Rabbi Kiva was the only one who emerged unscathed. Rabbi Kiva, Allah B'Shalom B'Yar B'Sham, he went in in peace and he emerged in peace. Ba'Allah V'Hakasav Aymer, and about him the Pasuk says, Mashcheni, God, draw me, I will um, run after you. V'Yaf Rabbi Akiva, B'Kshu Malach Yashar Sadoichvay. And even Rabbi Akiva, who was able to emerge unscathed, the heavenly angels wanted to push him. Amar lahem so God said to them, Hinichu lezakein zeh. Leave be this sage. Sharoi lehishtamish v'chvaydeh. He is fit to utilize my honor. Meaning, remember how he entered the paradise. He entered the paradise by reciting the name of God. He's fit to say the name of God. My darash. What did he expound? Now there are two pshatim in this. Rashi says, from how did Rabbi Kiva know where the Shechina was, so as not to gaze directly at it. That, that's the question of my darash. The first question of Rashi is, how did Rabbi Kiva know exactly where to look and where not to look? Or Rashi says in the second shot, how is Rabbi Kiva able to protect himself and guard himself and not allow to happen to him what happened to Acher? Couldn't they say uh, before they went inside that they were warned, don't... Don't say when you get to the clear marble, water, water. Right? That's so Rabbi Kiva. warned beforehand. True, true. But basically, what was uh, Rabbi Kiva's like, safety precaution so to protect himself that uh, wouldn't happen to him what happened to the others? So we'll go, let's go, we'll learn according to Rashi's first pshat, that how did he know where the Shechina was so as not to gaze directly at it? Literally, God came from His holy myriads, there is a sign, a letter in his myriad. Basically, there was some kind of sign where the Shechina was, and Rabbi Kivanu, don't gaze directly there. Rabbi Avo Amar, Dagul Mervava, he is prominent in his myriad. Dugmahu Bervava, there is a likeness in his myriad. Rashi explains, there is a recognizable matter that stands as a Dugma, as a, an example, to show this is, uh, this is what he did to me, and this is something which is recognizable, so, so too his place is uh, recognizable. Meaning there was some kind of sign saying, you know, God is over here, don't gaze directly. Whatever this means. There is some kind of way to tell. Hashem shemai. The the master of hosts is his name. He is a master in his hosts. That we know <coughs> when Hashem appeared to Elio, God was not found in the wind. And after the wind came an earthquake. God wasn't in the earthquake. 
and after the earthquake was fire, God wasn't in the fire. after the fire was a still voice, and and then God passed by. So there are ways to tell where the Rebbe presence is, similar to what, what occurred by Eliyahu, that God's uh, presence was in a still voice. Okay, so now we're uh, going to discuss, we mentioned earlier that Acher heard from behind the curtain that uh, anyone could do tshuva except for Acher. So we're going to learn a Gemara that brings in this uh, phenomenon of hearing things from behind the curtain. Tanur Shisha Dvarim Nemru B'Shedim Six things were said about demons. Now the Rambam says demons don't exist. However, most Rishonim Achrenim say there is an, an actual reality of demons, and uh, they're described as follows. There are three phenomena that demons are like heavenly angels, and three that they're like humans. In three ways they're like angels. They have wings like angels. They could fly from one end of the world to the other like heavenly angels. In other words, they could fly anywhere and live even in places where humans can't live. They could live in the Galapagos Islands. They could live in Antarctica. They could live in, uh, on volcanoes. You know, they could live even in uninhabited areas. And they know what the future holds like the heavenly angels. Says Gemara, do you think they know what the future is? That's impossible. They hear from behind the curtain, like the heavenly angels, what God is about to do is announced from behind the curtain. And they overhear that, but they don't really know what's going to be in the future. And in three ways, they're like humans. They eat and drink like humans. They're fruitful and they multiply like humans. Umesim kivnei and they die like humans. Okay. Shisha dvarim nemru bivnei adam. They say six things about people. Shloisha kamalachi In three ways they're like heavenly angels. Shloisha kabahim in three ways man is like an animal. Shloisha kamalachi asharis. Yeshlam das kamalach yeshers. They have intelligence like the heavenly angels. Umahalchin bekoimas akufa kamalach yeshers. They walk erect and upright like an heavenly angel. Umasaprim veloshin akoyz kamalach yeshers. And they speak in Hebrew, or they have the capacity to, to speak in Hebrew like heavenly angels. Or the first language of man and the main language of man is loshin akoydash. Shloisha kibehema. In three ways, they're like animals. They eat and drink like animals. They procreate like animals. And they produce excrement like animals. Okay. Now the Mishnah said, Anyone who contemplates four things, It is fitting for him not to have come to the world. One who looks, about, um, analyzes what's above, below the world, What's behind the world and what was before the world? So it says in Gemara, Bishlama mala 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 mata mala achar lechai. Bishlama, what's above, what's below, what's after the world exists. Very good. I understand why you shouldn't think about it. However, Elolafnim, but what existed before the world was created, mada hava hava, whatever was was. Meaning, what's wrong with thinking about what existed before the world was created? 
Whatever it was, it was. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lezad, Amri Tarbai, Rabbi and Rabbi Lezad, they both say, This is a parable to a king of flesh and blood, who says to his servants, Build for me a palace on a garbage heap. So they do. So they go, they build it. Now, the king does not want to mention that his palace is on a garbage heap. So the question is, what's the analogy here? Just like a king doesn't want anyone to remember that the palace is built on a garbage heap, so too the God doesn't want anyone to remember what existed before the world was created. It wasn't a garbage dump before the world was created. It was nothing before the world was created. But it's not analogous. I mean, we're trying to, we're bringing a muscle to bring out a point. What's underneath the beautiful palace, the beautiful palace is there. So whatever happened beforehand is, doesn't claim to account right. for now. But the Gemara seems to be saying that you're not supposed to think about what, what existed before the world was created. It's like a palace built on a garbage heap. Somehow what the world, what existed before the world was created is a garbage heap. How is it like a garbage heap? So the Farshim explained... It was nothing before the world was created. But if you're going to start contemplating it, you're going to come up with some all kinds of nonsense that will be comparable to a garbage heap. You're going to make what existed before the world was created into a garbage heap. Okay. Says the Gemara, Anyone who doesn't take pity on the honor of the Creator, He's fit not to have come into the world. Maihi. What does this refer to? Rabbi Abba Omar. Rabbi Abba says, Zeha mistakel bekeshes. What does it mean, someone who doesn't honor, the, who doesn't respect the honor of his creator? That is, someone who gazes at a rainbow. Rabbi Yosef Omar. Zeha over avera besesar. One who violates a sin Secretly. How did we get into this? Okay, because the Mishnah said that someone who doesn't have mercy on the honor of his Creator, he's fit not to come into the world. He should not have come into the world. That was the last statement of the Mishnah. So the question is, what does this refer to? What's an example of someone who doesn't have uh, mercy on the honor of his Creator? So the first opinion is someone who looks at a rainbow. What's wrong with that? Mestak al-Bakashas. Because God's appearance is like a rainbow. That's why you're not to gaze intently at a rainbow. You could glance at it, but you can't gaze intently at it. It says, Gemara, like the appearance of a rainbow, that is in the clouds, on a rainy day, so too is the appearance and the brilliance of God around, that is the image of of the form of the honor of God. So since a rainbow reflects the majesty of God, you're now to gaze at it. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yosef Amar, what is someone who doesn't honor the, doesn't have mercy on the honor of the king? Zeho This is someone who violates an Avera secretly. Basically, similar to a Ganav. What's worse, a Ganav or a Gazlan? A, gan- a Gazlan steals openly. Basically, he says, I don't care about anybody. But Aganov says, I, don't, I care about people. I don't care about God. I'm going to steal secretly. So Sona does Navera secretly says, I don't want to do this Navera in public because I'm embarrassed from people, but I'm not embarrassed from God. 
Basically, you're saying, you're pushing away the legs of the Divine Presence. So says the Lord, The heavens are my throne, and the earth is my footstool. So, But what this Gemara is saying is, better to violate an Avera publicly than to violate an Avera privately. When you violate an Avera privately, you're saying, God isn't here. Do it publicly. Say, you don't care about anything. But to violate an Avera specifically, privately, is problematic. Since the world is his footstool, so if you do an Avera secretly, you're pushing God's feet out of the world. You're saying God's feet are... This world occupies, so to speak, the feet of God. But how, so how can you do an Avera here if God is here? No, I'm pushing His feet out of here. So anyone who does an Avera secretly is like pushing out the feet of God. Did we have this analogy before? Building those steps. Yes, exactly. Right? In other words, we had, we had this idea that the world is God's footstool. And He has two thrones. One for Him and one has, and for His... Build this step stool first. That was a machlekis, right? Bisham Beisol, what comes first? Shamayim or Aratz? One of the arguments is, why would, why would he build his footstool and then build the, the throne? Right, good. Fine. Says Gemara, Aini, this is not so, this is not so that it's better to do an Avera publicly. But Ve'amar Rebbelah Hazakin, Rebbelah Hazakin said, Imroya Adam Shiyitzrim is Gaber Allah, if a person sees his Yitzhahara is prevailing over him. So what should you do? You see the Yitzhah is getting the better of you. So don't do the Avira publicly. It's going to be a Chal Hashem. Yelech l'makam shen ma'kirin. I say, go to a place where they don't recognize you. V'yobah shchoyrin. And wear dark clothing. V'yisatev shchoyrin. And wrap yourself in black. V'yasem ashli b'chafiz. Do whatever your heart wants. V'al yechalo shem shemayim farhesya. And do not desecrate the name of God openly. You should still do it publicly. Meaning... No, you, still basically. Publicly, but go somewhere else. No, basically, the, what, what it's saying it is. Say to go do it privately. Yeah, go do it as privately as you can. Publicly. No, no, no. Do hide it as much as possible. Disguise yourself. Wear black. Go to somewhere where nobody knows who you are. Well, it's talking about an avera that it takes two to do the avera, right? Right. So go somewhere where nobody knows you. And uh, do whatever you want. But basically, and don't des- defile God publicly. So we have a stira, because Rabbi Yosef says, it's, um, if you do an Avera secretly, you're pushing God away, it's better to do it publicly. And here it's saying, it's better to do it privately. So the Gemara says, now the question is, what does it mean, it's saying you should really do the Avera? Is it advising you to do the Avera? Let's see the Gemara's answer. The Gemara says, like Kasha, here we're talking about where you could force the Yitzhahara. Here you can force the Yitzhahara. If you could overcome the Yitzhahara and you don't, then basically you're able to overcome your Yitzhahara. You don't want to. Then do it publicly. You can do it privately. You're basically saying that I could stop myself from doing the Avera. But I don't want to. I want to do the Avera anyway. So don't do it privately, that's like saying God is not there. But if you're not able to overcome your Yitzhahara, then hide it, do it, do it privately. If you're able to overcome the Yitzhahara, it sounds like you should do it publicly.
Now, that sounds like, when, when do we say you should do it privately? When you can't overcome your Yitzhahara. Now, Rabbi Hananel says, is Rabbi Allah Hazakin say that if you're, it's mutter to do the Avera? He's saying like this, that we're talking about somebody who, he feels the Yitzhahara is prevailing over him. Not to do an Avera, to eat, to drink, to song, to get Hana. He feels like you know, the Yitzhahara wants him to, have, to go out and enjoy life uh, to its fullest. And he's afraid maybe he'll become so indulgent in it, he's going to come to do an Avera. So we advise him, wear black clothing. This will break your Yitzhahara. Because someone who's a stranger, his heart is broken. And once he does this, he'll be coming on of. And he won't do the Avera. When we say, we mean like this. Wear black clothing and eat as much as you want, drink as much as you want. It won't bring you to sin. But Rabbi Allah would never say, well, if you can't overcome the Yitzhahara, well, put on black clothing and do whatever you want. Because he would never say to do that. The Rabbi Hanana says, That's Asr. But Toysa says, No, Rabbi Allah is saying to do it. We're not saying you're allowed to do it, but we're talking to somebody who can't help it. The Lashon of Yasa Mashalim Chafet says, Legamri, Toysa says. Better to do your will secretly than to do it openly. Okay. The Gemara continues. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nachmeni, Rabbi Yehuda, the son of Nachmeni, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nachmeni, Metorgamane, Deresh Lakish, excuse me, Darash, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nachmeni, Metorgamane, Deresh Lakish, he darshaned as follows. Anyone who contemplates these three things, of Kehais, his eyes will dim. Bekeshes, anyone who contemplates a rainbow. Uvenasi, someone who contemplates and gazes, someone who gazes at the, the Nasi. Uvekoyhanim, and the priests. What does this mean? Bekeshes, Tuchsev, Kamare Ba'anan, like the image of a rainbow that's in a cloud. on a rainy day, who maradavas quite Hashem is the image of the glory of God. Benasi, what about the, the leader of the Jewish people, the Siv? God put His glory on him. So if you're going to gaze at him, it's, it's going to uh, dim your eyesight because the glory of God is on him. Hamistakel v'kayanim. And what does it mean, someone who gazes at the kayanim? That is, b'zman when the temple was standing. They were standing on the duchen. They were standing on the Dochen, and they would be Mavarech Klal Yisrael with the Shem HaMafayrash. So therefore the name of God was on their knuckles, and therefore you were not to stare at their hands. Okay. Darash Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Nachmeni Metorgamane Duresh Lakish. Again, Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Nachmeni, the Metorgamane Duresh Lakish Darshand. Maidach Siv, what does the Pasuk mean in Micha? Al ta'aminu bereya. Do not believe the friend. Al tiftuchu ba'alof. Don't trust the official. What does that mean? Im yoymel chayetzahara, if the evil inclination says to you, chatoi sin, 
and God will forgive you. The Yitzhara says, you know, do an Avera and God will forgive you. Al-Tamein, don't believe him. Shenemar al-Tamein Berea. It says, don't believe the friend. Now, if it meant only a friend, it would have spelled Rea, Reish Yod Ayin. The fact that it's spelled Reish Ayin, it can be read, don't believe the bad one. Ve'in Ra, Reish Ayin is only Yetzirah, Shenemar Ki Yetzirah Leva Adam Ra. The inclination of the heart of man is bad. And what does it mean? Don't trust the official. Don't trust God, who's the main official, that he's going to be Michael you. That's what it means, don't trust him. Because he's not going to be Michael you. If you do not, the Yitzhahara says, do an Avera and God will be Michael you. Don't believe that. You're not, God's not Michael you if you do the Avera because you think, oh, I'll do the Avera and he'll be Michael you. Um, it's similar to that, but, but Acher didn't do the Avera on condition that God would be Meichelim. He did the Avera because he didn't care. But prior to that. Prior to that? that? So the Gemara mentions many of the causes of what happened to Acher. I don't know if that this is specifically one of them. Here we're saying, don't do an Avera, trust in God will forgive you. When we say the chief... The chief means God. The chief, you are the chief, my chief from youth. So now a person will say, well, if I do an Avera, who will know that I do an Avera? Let's say I do an Avera in the secrecy of my house. Who's going to know? No one's watching. I'll burn the film, whatever camera, nobody's looking. I'll close the shades and do an Avera. Who would ever know? Says Gemara, Shema Toimer, lest the person say, Me, may it be who will testify against me. Avne Beisoi, the stones of your house, the Koyrois Beisoi Shaladam, and the beams of your house. Hey, Me'idim Boy, they will testify against you. Shenemar Ki Even Mikir Tizak. A stone will cry out from the wall. Ukfis Me'itz Ya'anena, and a chip will testify from the beam. Meaning, you, the, your walls will testify against you. Now, what does that mean? Your walls can't see. So Beis Halevi explains that even inanimate objects are affected and either elevated or downgraded by the way we behave in their presence. That's why in the times of Nayakh, the animals also were affected for bad. Not because they learned for, from our ways, but because everything in this world is secondary to man. So if man lowers himself, then if we lower ourselves, it's going to be noticeable on the table that we were lowered. If we elevate ourselves, the table is elevated. So what does it mean the walls will testify against us? It will be noticeable in the walls what, what our actions were. The sages say, A person's soul will testify against him. Shinemar. From that which lies in your lap, meaning your soul, guard your mouth. What is something that lies in a person's lap? We would say, that's the soul. The two heavenly angels that accompany a person, they testify against him. Because his angels will command you, 
to guard you in all your ways. So Rabbi Zerika says the two heavenly angels that escort a person, they will testify against him. Like it says, his, he will command his angels to guard you in all your ways. It is the limbs of man that testify against him. You, you limbs, you are my witnesses, says God, and I'm God. Okay, let's just do the Mishnah. And then we'll continue um, perhaps Thursday night. Okay. Says the Holy Mishnah. Yoisi ben Yoyezer Oimer. Shaloi lismach. Yoisi ben Yoyezer says don't do smicha. Now this is talking about the carbon chagiga on Yamtif. Typically, carbonus needs smicha. You have to rest all your strength on the animal. The only thing is you're not allowed to ride on an animal on Yamtif and you can't utilize an animal on Yamtif. And doing smicha is, is like using an animal. It's like riding on an animal. So technically it's an isadrabbanan. But if that's the only way to bring a carbon, you got to do it anyway. The Chachamim will override their decree. However, we're going to see some, some Tanoim hold. You could have done it Erev Yamtif. You don't have to do smicha samach l'shchita. So, Yosef ben Yehazer says, you don't do smicha on Yamtif. Yosef ben Yehazer Oimer, Lismach, you do do it. We're going to see in the end of the Mishnah. The first Tana mentioned... We know in the Perkei you have this concept of Zugais. Zugais were, the leader of the Jewish people, were the Nasi and the Avbezdin. And the first Tana mentioned is the Nasi, the second one is the Avbezdin, and they were a pair. Yehoshua ben Prachia Oimer, Shaloi Lesmach, Yehoshua ben Prachia says, don't do smicha. Nitai Harbeli Oimer Lesmach, Nitai Harbeli says, you do. Yehuda ben Tabe Oimer, Shaloi Lesmach, Shimon ben Shetach Oimer, Lesmach. Now we're going to switch that the first time I mentioned says, you do do smicha. Shmaya oimer lismech. Shmaya says, do smicha. Avtalia oimer shaloi lismech. I just want to point out, Toysus quotes Yushami, a second to last Toysus on the page, that this was the very first machloikis in Klai Yisrael. The first machloikis ever was, do you do smicha on Yamtev? Now, Shammai and Hila got up and they made four more machloikis in now the question is, that Taisus asks is, they already argued in the times of Shaul on the din of getting married with a loan and a pruta. So Taisus says, no, maybe since Shaul and his Bezdin, they held a, one way, and no one argued on them except for David, that's, that wasn't a real machlekes, because you didn't have really, it was the entire Sanhedrin and Shaul against David, that was not classified as a, a real bona fide machlekes. So therefore the first real machlekes in Klal Yisrael is what? Whether you do smicha and yamtiv. That's why it quotes like a zillion. Yeah. Now, um, Hillel u'menachem lo'inechleko. When Hillel was the Nasi, the Avbezin was menachem and they didn't argue. Yatsa Menachem, when Menachem left, Nechna Shammai, Shammai came. Shammai Oymer Shaloi Lismaich, Hillel Oymer Lismaich. Now what's interesting is, here we're breaking the rule, because Shammai was the Av Bezin and Hillel was the Nasi. So Taisa says, the first three Zugais, the Nasi said Loi Lismaich, and the Av Bezin said Lismaich. 
And then we go to Shmaya who said Lismaich, he was the Nasi, and Avtalian is Loy Lismaich. So now, since everyone knows Hillel was the Avbezden and Shmaya and Shammai was the, since everyone knows Hillel was the Nasi and Shammai was the Avbezden, it's okay that we put Hillel second because we want to parallel the, the pattern of the Mishnah of first saying Shaloy Lismaich and then saying Lismaich. Anyway, the Mishnah concludes, Harishoinim. Until Hillel and Shammai, the first one mentioned is the Nasi, and the second one mentioned is Avbezin. The reason by Hillel, they switched it, and they put the Avbezin first, is since everyone knew Hillel was the Nasi, it was okay, they, re- they preferred to have the Loy Lismech go before the Lismech. It says in the Gemara, Harishoinim Hayo Nasiyam, the first ones mentioned in the Mishnah were the Nasi, Ushniyam Lohem Avbezin, and the second one mentioned is the Avbezin. Okay, we'll hold it over here. Pick it up next time. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.